Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals it's about that time. Dr. Aditi Paul is here with us today. We're talking about collegiate hookup culture, or at least one part of it's going to be. About that. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to ask you, was that a shout out to Lizzo? Shout out. Yeah, of course. It's, I mean, whenever I hear it's about damn time, I'm, I'm automatically saying the next, next line, which is not good, and but that's where my mind is. <laughs> There, you know, I'm older. I'm a little bit older. There's also more to that than just the Lizzo stuff. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's a sad realization how how old we have become, especially yeah. when you have to en- enter your birthday and then you keep scrolling through the years because it was yeah. very close to that to that wheel. But then I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm scrolling a little bit more than I want to, but it's okay. We are, we are here. It's we okay. are young. It's okay. We're young. You know that part when you're like, and they give you the age range and you're like, I've moved into that age range now. I know. What the hell? I know. But then like the upper bound of that age range is so high, but then you just have to, you just have to keep moving on. But you know what? We are healthy. We are happy. We beat a freaking pandemic. So bring up, bring on, bring on the old age. I'm I'm happy to bring it on. Let's bring it on. We're about to bring on some serious topic action here. And uh, Dr. Tara, big shout out, Dr. Tara, for uh, she's the best. She's the best referring me to uh, Aditi, who's uh, I love your background. And the topic you talk about, I think, is very fascinating. Before we get to that, let's talk about how you got into academia and the whole deal. Let's 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 go backwards and we'll go forward. You know. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. You are not going to get a good story out of me. I am not one of those. I knew it in my bones that I'm going to be a doctor someday. Uh, Absolutely not. Can we cuss on your show? Yeah, you can say whatever you're. I mean, Dr. Tara was on here. All these people. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Yeah, the standard, you know, the bar is pretty low. (laughs) I mean, you can say whatever you want. Uh, no, so I I wanted to quit studying, and I say this all the time. I wanted to quit studying after twelfth grade, but my body was not ready, my mind was not ready to go into a nine to five. It's still not ready, to be honest. Thank God for remote work. Um, so I I just didn't want to get out of that school experience. So here I was after doing my bachelor's and master's, and I'm originally from India, um, I just didn't know what to do. Um, So I visited my sister in the US, and she was a big proponent of come to the US. Like she was, her her patriotism toward the US is kind of concerning, to be honest with you. And I'm (laughs) like, are you low-key a part of Proud Boys? Like, tell me now. Yeah, let's put this (laughs) on the open. Just like, I'm like, listen, this is way too much red, blue, and green for me. So uh, red, blue, and white. But because of her, I went and talked with a couple of uh, professors in the University of Michigan. Um, and I told them, hey, I got my bachelor's and master's in computer science, but I really want to do something in communication studies. Can I make that jump? Because you're kind of pigeonholed, right? Like if you, if you choose something when you're 18 and you just keep doing that. 
So in my head, I was like, I am doomed to be in computer science for days now. But professors were like, no, this is great. You can come here. And that's how I started my PhD journey. Um, and one thing led to the other. Uh, and I didn't want to push myself. So I went to the lowest hanging fruit when you're in academia. That is after you get your PhD, you become a professor. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently I... I'm a professor, uh, not too sure how long I'm going to be a professor, uh, but I, I am, uh, I've loved my time in academia. It's given me a space to explore subjects because I was curious about them. And one of them just happened to be hookup culture because my college students kept talking about hookup, hookup. And I'm like, what in the hey is hookup, man? Like, what is this? I mean, and I, and I know English is not my first language, but I was like, I am not that much of an alien to not understand a simple word. There's gotta be something underneath that. So just like any other chronic nerd would do i launched a whole study chronic about nerd. it <laughs> i'm just chronically nerdy yeah. um so yeah that's what i did I, I just launched a whole study and before you know it there is a book out and i'm on dr darian parker's podcast talking about it that's what i'm talking about <laughs> all right so i know there's a lot you send me a lot of information ahead of time yeah the stats were just dizzying yeah. about this so let's do let's go high level first mm-hmm. What are kind of the kind of macro themes we know about collegiate hookup culture based off of your the data? Yeah, I mean, well, well, let me ask you this. Um, Have you have you like moved from the place you were born to some other place? And when you move to this other place, you had some preconceived notions about that place? Yes, I'm asking you. For yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. So t- take take me through that journey. What was that journey like? Well, I grew up in a military family, so I I I've moved like my entire life. Oh wow! And so everything like for so for instance, like I live in Washington State right now, mm-hmm. and when I got married, my wife and I were like, "There's several places we were never considering to li- to live." Washington mm-hmm. State was one of those. <laughs> we live in Washington State. <laughs> I'm like. But you know, why, why did you say, why did you say that you don't want to go to Washington State? You know why? Because I just had never, I had, I had lived all over the world, but I had never been to the Pacific Northwest. And everybody mm-hmm. told me, oh, it rains all the time and right. it's dark and gray. And there's an element of that to tr- truth to that, but it's not the full truth. It's not. Yeah. And so like my lack of exposure to this part of the country automatically formed an opinion that was not fully true. Based yeah. off of what people told me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's happened a couple of times in my life. Right. So let's just use that framework and let's, let's try to understand hookup culture because that's exactly what it is. That is when you, when you are, have not been immersed in a particular environment, our, our idea of that place comes from what we have heard and what we have seen in the media. We have a perception of that and we think that that's going to be the entire truth. Not really. When you step in, you understand that, wait a minute, like it's it's not it's not what I thought it's going to be. But that perception is always there and you're fighting against that confirmation bias if you're talking in psychology terms. So in the same way, when you're thinking about American colleges, our expectation is that there's going to be a party and there is going to be a lot of drinking and there's going to be a lot of weed and there's going to be a lot of experimentation. And college students step into this playground thinking that they are also supposed to do this to fit in. 
So there's something called pluralistic ignorance that happens, which is everybody thinks something is happening and everybody's convinced each other that this is happening, but in reality, it's not happening. Mm. But we keep up this notion that it's happening and we participate in that, right? So that's how hookups have worked in college campuses. That is, you come into college campuses and you're thinking everybody is having sex. Uh, and research has shown that, that over 75% of college students overestimate the number of sexual partners that they're friends have when their friends are just like us you know like in their basement doing a literature review and trying to figure out what the fuck apa is <laughs> but we think that we are all having sex and we are being flagrant so we play into that so even if we don't want to hook up sometimes we hook up because we think other people are hooking up and hence the propagation of what we call the hookup culture so hookup culture is not everybody having sex it's the expectation that i need to have sex or i need to experiment when i'm stepping into a college environment. A lot of students, maybe even a majority of students don't do that, but some of them do. And, and I wanted to prove through this book that hookups, just like love, just like dating, is not a catch-all. There are nuances to it. It differs by where you met your partner. It differs by the kind of uh, relationship that you have, like same sex, opposite sex, your gender, if you are academic or career-minded or not, if you are Latina or non-Latina, all of these factors will tweak or, or shape-shift the way you experience hookup culture. It's not a catch-all. Is fascinating, right? I mean, it's like when I talked to Dr. Tara and she was saying, you know, most people are not having a lot of sex. Yeah. And college students, although very open to discussing sex and sexuality, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are some of the least sexual people in the That's United exactly States, right. which I found just like, boom. You know what? It, it shouldn't be, though. You know why? Because United States as a country, uh, thinking about like let's talk about intercultural aspects if i'm seeing my nephew by the way like okay. i'm visiting my sister right now my nephew's 13 years old and i'm very curious because he's peak gen z right like right you're kind of like on the fringes of fringes of gen z like he is core core gen z and i'm i asked him the other day that yo like in middle school i was looking at his yearbook uh he's in Michigan, shocking number of Indian kids, by the way. I'm like, uh, is this America? Like what is happening? So, and he's Indian, I'm Indian. I'm like, okay, diversity, hello, great stuff. And then the racial diversity kind of piqued my interest. And I told him, hey, like, do kids talk about like LGBTQ uh, things? And he's like, oh yeah, this person is LGBT. That person is LGBT. That person is LGBT. Yeah. It's almost become uncool to be straight. Uh, right. I've seen this. My daughter yes. talks about this a lot. She's like 11 almost. I'm like, can you imagine like that? So like the, the, the idea that we have in our head is because when you're talking about LGBTQIA plus or being straight or being gay, you're talking about sexual preference, right? right. Like who are you right. attracted to? And the openness to having these conversations, of 
course has opened up but that yes, fools yes. us into believing that oh just because i'm talking about sexual preference that means i'm talking about sex yeah. not really the united states as a country just like a lot of other western countries are individualist oriented countries you're thinking about yourself more than you're thinking about the community you're you're very very navel gazy almost so right now the focus has become so me centered that is i want to curate my identity i want to know my pronouns i want to know my sexual preference and that doesn't have to be through having a sexual experience you're exploring yourself so talking about sex or talking about sexual preference does not have to do so much about experiencing them it's almost about self actualization for these kids for us it was like oh sex for us was like buffet right i mean you go try it out and they're like okay i fuck with this i don't fuck with yeah, this and that's yeah. how you realize yeah, we didn't yeah. stop and think like oh this is maybe we we retroactively realized right, it right. um but for a lot of these these gen zers who are coming up like because of the openness thanks to previous generations and also right, these right. generations pushing forward their experience of sexual orientation is more from an individualist self exploration side of the story rather than sexual curiosity I and mean, it's fascinating i mean it really is because like you said i mean i'm 44 and it just you don't look like 44 what kind of vitamins are you on Hold on. Take it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, Dr. Parker. <laughs> Recognize. Come on. Listen, what is that retinoid? Tell me. Tell me Come about it. No, I'm not in the Gen Z millennial population. This, I'll take it way back here. I mean, Gen X, I'm, you, you, you know what? Okay, tell me this. Tell me this because I'm millennial. Gen X was so furious. <laughs> They're, they're always you guys stay bitter toward millennials i like i don't know my sister is a my sister is a gen x they're like millennials are such attention whores like we just came in and we co-opted everything so yeah. super bowl 2022 yeah. the entire vibe was gen x but then millennials just claimed that it's our yeah. time to shine and yeah. gen x did not fuck with that like they no. were so bitter well, you know, we have a weird generation Gen X because like we yeah. were just like left alone a lot. Yeah. And, and they called us the slacker generation. Like, I don't know. I'm not a slacker. I mean, I was yeah. like, but again, it's like you stereotype a generation based off That's of right. like, right. And so now we're stereotyping sex and hookups yeah. Yeah. for that. And that is, is fascinating to me because, you know, a, a lot of people think generally mm. like all oh, these people are young. Mm. They're like 18 to 20 something. They mm -hmm. must be banging everything. No, <laughs> like, and it's not happening. Far from it. it is like Far literally. First of all, what's funny is in the United States, a lot of people who are not in college aren't doing that either, by the way. That's right. Like, so it's like a it's like a sex drought happening. <laughs> is yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's there. They, and they have so much to like figure out i mean there's there's two sides to to these right like we can make this gritty like for example let's talk about racism right, right. i mean previous generations we've all all experienced racism we all had to work through these but now the openness of conversation around racism is so it's so open and it's opening up where it's it's become it's 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 upon us to like process it psychologically 
specifically versus our generation, we lived in delusion. We, we lived in ignorance. And ignorance was kind of blissful for us, let's be honest, where we were not like burdened with having an opinion and, and, yeah. and, and putting it front and center and knowing exactly who we are. Because there was no documentation, there was no internet. We kind of fucked around and made mistakes and we're, we're not always thinking, how is this, what implication does this have for my future self? But this generation, like, because of their hyper-connectivity, they're so, they're, they're, their brain works differently, right? Like, everything seems to be their problem. And, and everything is so permanent for them. This yeah. makes this generation extremely anxious. And that's exactly what I found, that the dating anxiety, just anxiety toward dating is so high among college students really? that people, yeah, the higher your dating anxiety, the less likely you are to escalate sex. So people who had higher dating anxiety just kept it to like touchy-feely, free, like, you know, frisky type of behavior. Yeah. But the lower your dating anxiety, the more chances you have of like escalating the sexual behavior to something that is higher. What's the dating, like explain dating anxiety. Like, I think, I feel like I, I kind of understand, but like, I think for the listener, they're like dating and like the fear of rejection. Like what is Yeah. That? Yeah. So dating anxiety is, I will hold this up for you because I have the, um, yeah. So I, this dating anxiety, I asked them six questions and I'm like, okay, these are the six statements. How much do you agree with them? So some of those statements were, uh, I often feel nervous when talking to an attractive member of the opposite or same sex. I'm usually nervous going on a date with someone for the first time. It is difficult for me to relax when I'm with a member of the opposite or same sex. Who do I not know very well? I feel tense when I'm on a date with someone. I feel nervous in dating situations. I become tense and jittery when I feel that someone of the opposite or same sex is checking me out. So these are like, they don't know. <laughs> what yeah. to do with it and think about us for a second right when we were 18 or 19 yeah we were hormonal but we were also dumb like we just yeah. we were not confident we have learned through our mistakes uh yeah, we are yes. not born being lionesses and like kings on bed like right. we learn that we learn that and it comes from Having experienced those things, uh, having experienced enough sexual uh, sexual escapades, uh, if I may uh, if I may say so, so it's 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 stupid and it's naive for us to think that something might have happened between me, my generation, and Gen Gen, Gen Z that they are a complete different species. We evolve really slow like yeah, human yeah. beings it's a miracle that we're still alive we're pretty dumb <laughs> yeah, as i agree a, with that we're yeah. pretty <laughs> dumb as a species like <laughs> we still want to like put our hand on a stove when we know that it's hot yeah. like yeah make it make sense so like it's 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 absurd for us to think that somehow the generation that is coming after us have like morphed into these like goddesses of self-confidence yeah just because they're talking about sex no the conversation has opened up their evolution as sexual beings is just like ours. They're learning through the process. It's so interesting. Like, do you think their dating anxiety is, is the same as like, like ours was, or is it just so much different in the sense because the information highway is so big and the ability to just talk about sexuality is so much different. I don't, I don't know. I've, this, 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, okay, you know, the way it makes sense for us is talking about marriage to millennials and to an extent, Gen Xers. Mm -hmm. For us, marriage is a big deal. Right. At yes. least I can talk about millennials. Yeah. Like marriage is a big deal for me. I am not flippant about marriage. Like it is a lifetime commitment. I agree. But talk about generations 30, 40, 50 years before when they had to get into a relationship. The only way that was possible was through marriage. Like there was no there was no exploratory phase. Right. Right. So marriage was that significant in our books what marriage for was for us dating is for them because yeah. there are so many exploratory steps that they take even before going on a date that the importance of dating has increased right so mm. that's what has happened because think about the trajectory that people follow nowadays like you're possibly meeting this person face to face if you're meeting them in a class but you are developing that relationship online you're texting them you're snapchatting yeah. them you're instagramming them then you have to go from instagram blue bubble to the green bubble now indicating that you're <laughs> close to them do they know your finsta right are they doing a soft launch on on their insta stories now are you a hard launch now are you in their bio so there are so many checks and balances before you even make it serious that the seriousness of the final step which was very flippant to us has now become Completely. of extreme importance to them so going on a date is not the first step it is the culmination of a lot <laughs> of steps that has happened to them i'm sorry i should be laughing at it just feels like so much so many walls to be put up like it's, so many it's right? date shit man it's, just I know. <laughs> it's like that's that's what that's what older generations tell us right like it's just marriage you will figure it out as you go and i'm like <laughs> No, grandma, I'm not fucking with that. Like, there's. I mean, I agree with that part. Of me. It's, you know, right? jump into a marriage. There's too much. There's too much of that. There's so just replace just replace yeah. marriage with a date. Then you'll understand how their brain works. It's right? Kinda, it's so, kind of crazy though. It's kind of yeah. like they have way more ways to connect in many ways. Like, yeah. Like I used to remember, like when I before I've been married 18 years. It's been awesome. But like before, when I was dating, it was actually hard. Because mm -hmm. like you actually had to talk to somebody and you don't really have other ways to meet them. Yeah. Like, you had to be like, well, maybe they'll show up across the quad and I'll see them yeah. or something like yeah. it was like hard to actually connect with the person. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then email came around and then nobody was using it really. And again, yeah. it's like now it's like everybody has access to everybody. Like, that's right. It would that's be right. so much easier for me <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, had all these access points and it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have made it that hard, honestly. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's right. I, I love the fact that you've brought the 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 idea of access. Like we're so accessible to each so other much. right now. Yeah. Um, so like the, the gravity or the or the intimacy of connection is, is cheapened almost like yes. everybody's accessible. Um, so like going on a date becomes an exclusive affair. Heck, like giving them your number is is Big. like almost raw dogging them, right? I mean, Big. it's it's literally that. Like you have my number. When versus if you have my Instagram, you know more about me. But that's a public platform. Right. If I give you my number, then I'm giving you access to something that is just 
mine not not everybody has access to that so the the the, in their minds a date has become a lot more significant than than for us we're just used to going on dates so in that way i would i would say that the dating anxiety has increased man that's it feels just you know i however i feel like everybody is progressing in a way that it works for them and that's good but on some level i worry about that if like you get that worked up about dating, you know, what yeah. I mean? it's just like, there's yeah. really nothing on the line, honestly, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. honestly. with marriage yeah. is a lot on the line. I get yeah. that. I get yeah. this is like the legal aspect of it. That's there's right. the long term, right. but the dating is like, and now yeah. it's weird because they have so many dating apps. You can go on a date every day. Yeah. Like if you wanted to, like, it was like yeah. a miracle to get a date back in the day like this, because it was so hard. You had to work That's so right. hard for it. That's right. It's, it's, and, and, you know, millennials were like that. We were, I've talked about this in another podcast where I'm like, we are the taint generation. <laughs> we're neither here nor there because we, we know a time without technology. And we also know a yep. time with technology. It's, it's, it's like you are like millennials to the internet. were like kids in a chocolate factory. Like we just didn't know what the fuck was happening right. to it all right. uh and and for us like you know oh infinite oh tinder i didn't know how to do this in high school <laughs> when i needed it but now that i'm in college let's go with a date with everybody right. and in comes gen z who's born into this they're digital natives versus digital immigrants like us they're like yeah okay like i know i have tiktok i know i have a bottomless of everything but i'm gonna go on discord and i'm gonna use technology to foster relationships that i already have i'm not gonna give access to everybody that's what i'm seeing in my nephews by the way interesting or my nieces that they're so used to and they have seen millennials do the cringiest shit ever uh and it's almost like rebelling against the generation that has come before us to individualize ourselves so Gen Z is all about authenticity because they have seen millennials yep. just fuck it all up. I agree them. with that, actually. In, in terms yeah. of like hashtag new, new, new home who is like they uh-huh. no, like we are not about perfectionism. We're not about looking good on the on Instagram. Let's talk about deranged mental health issues on TikTok yeah. uh, while wearing a pineapple suit. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's, you can picture it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. They, that's the vibe of Gen Z, that yeah. uh, they, they are so used to technology uh, being there for them. They, they actually know how to use it for, for deepening relationships. Yes. Other than, I like that about them yeah, on that. Because right. like, I think I once learned that like the average like Facebook users, like a 47 year old one. Oh, yeah. Facebook is Facebook like all parents. typical Gen X just cocked it up big time just. because we didn't have it. So now we just like blow through it. Yeah. Just blowing yeah. our load all over the Internet and just doing whatever, <laughs> you know, just Gen, you know, millennials too. It's like, oh, my God, life's perfect. And oh, like, God. And the Gen Z, they're lying. They're not having that shit. They're like, they're not. this mm-hmm. is whack. Like, this, this is, is- like, should be sharing all this stuff all the time. Like, I'm, and I identify with them. Like, see, I'm with you on this. Like, that's right. This that's discretion. Very- 
yeah. But you know what? Like, yeah, you know what, Gen? Okay, Gen Z. Okay, you know what, Gen Z? I I see you, but like, you need to calm down. Like, I do agree. With, yeah, they need to calm down. It's yeah, it's almost too much activism. Okay, it's like it's like overly. This is coming from right? two people who are not white. Like when two not white people. <laughs> And it's always the white Gen Zs. They're all overly like, active. Activists. It's like, like just calm down. Like, I mean, you know what? It's not that deep. Like it's not that deep. Not that uh, deep. I mean, <laughs> like cheese is overvalued or so. Who cares? Like, oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they 100%. love the environment, and I love the environment. I like the the energy of like, yeah. you know, yeah. racism and environment mm-hmm. and all this mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. politics. Like they care a lot. Yeah, they like, do you know, care a lot. Gotta care, yeah. but there's like a boundary to caring. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like, you know, but it, it also talk about your intent behind caring. Yeah. Is it? Is it? And that's just a larger conversation. But yeah. in Gen Z, I mean, you're you're a, you're you're a, a scholar in psychology. Like you know that they're going through a stage of, of course, figuring your identity out. You know, like and and we had that space of figuring ourselves out and 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 f- changing ourselves. Like yeah. I do not want to go back. Okay, you know what? Tell me this. Do you relate to what I'm about to say? That is. Have you ever checked your old Facebook statuses out and you have cringed? No, because I don't have Facebook or anything like that. I don't I got rid of that joint a long time ago. Oh God. I yeah. mean I, I snipped it out real early. I said, Oh, this is a bullshit platform. All this, this stuff is pretty much bullshit. Let me tell you, like when when Facebook is trying to be all cute and be like, Oh, this was your memory from 10 years ago. I'm like, Facebook. My dude, like, don't because if I go back <laughs> and <dude> see, <laughs> like, Another if thing. I go back and see my in Facebook captions, I'm like, I cannot believe I was putting this shit out into the yeah. universe. Like, That's I don't want to know this version and and that was just like and that's me that's a millennial like who used facebook nobody uses facebook anymore but like gen zers they are building their identity in a in a permanent way like on a platform which is permanent that will keep their data which gives them less room to change right? right um and and they're also in a in a place you know think about high school and middle school like we were trying so desperately to belong yeah uh and now there are so many camps they're trying to build their identity based on these like hot takes uh and and that's that's i respect that you have a voice i understand that but always like check why am i doing this is it me really strengthening my values or am i doing it to belong um and and that's a conversation that gen z needs to have or at least we need to bring it to the forefront so gen z, let's be honest you're pretty stupid at that age i mean yeah there's not yeah. a there's not against you it's against me a dt you're not that intelligent at that age yeah the problem you're, is you're you think you developing. are yeah you think you're that intelligent because you have access to all this information yeah that doesn't mean you're intelligent it yeah. means you have access to information <laughs> I was I pretty stupid every day. <laughs> I like, every day to not be canceled by Gen Z, but I think like I think I think that I have been. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you know you stop the, caring. The right is that. turning. Oh, you know what? The, that is true though. The right is turning where everybody like Gen Z canceled everybody so fast. Now people are like, you know what? Cancel me. 
See yeah, if I can. cancel me. Yeah, I'm happy to be canceled. Yeah, cancel, cancel me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not to, not to, not to be condescending toward Gen Z. Yes, you have a lot of lot of power. Um, at the same time, understand that you're allowed to not have an opinion, and that's okay. okay. And that's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to be this uber confident, mentally ill. Uh, you know, she, her, they, them, figuring out like yeah. sexual orientation. You just you can be like okay, like you can be vanilla. Is what just I'm be a dumb college student. It's okay. Just, I mean. just <laughs> allow yourself to be that. Allow yourself yeah. to be that. There is there is tons of time left for you to 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 be a man a woman or anybody in between right. of substance yes yeah. i respect all of the open conversation man i think it's a wonderful thing yeah. but it's okay if like you're just like an idiot about a few things like that's right you don't yeah. you can you don't have to be mature now yeah that's I'm right i'm still we not don't. fully mature and i'm 44 yes. i'm i don't i don't want to be fully mature honestly. i know i know really isn't that crazy like now that we're 44 or when, when we are i'm 35 but like I am nobody that I thought a 35 year old should be. I'm like in my, in, in deep in my soul, I'm still 22. But when I hang out with 22 year olds, I understand real fast that I'm 35. Yeah. But it's like, we're still growing every single day, every single day. Um, but yeah, man, like just be dumb, be ignorant. Yeah. You don't have to have all the answers. <laughs> Give yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. For real though. Like just take it from us. I mean, just take it down a notch. That's all I'm saying is like, you know, the 22 year old me would have nothing to do with the 44 year old me. Guarantee it. Swear. We're going to change so much right now. You're like, no, I'm going to be like this forever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Just calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's also like uh, that's what I have realized growing up as well, that how much how much we like the the joy of not giving a shit, though. Oh, Oh, amazing. Joy. The Pretty joy, good, right? and I'm like, <laughs> I am all. I'm still giving shits. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the 44 year old me would be like, you, Aditi, right there. Like, you're still giving a lot of shits. Like, yeah, you need to calm down even more. Like, I cannot wait to be completely like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> and and have that peace. Uh, and not be right. rattled with everything. So this uh, this conversation has gone completely <laughs> to like the joy of growing old. <laughs> well, you see, the problem though is like when people get elderly and then they don't give a shit, but then they're mean about it. You know, that's I don't true. like that. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. I never want to be because that's that's like the crusty old person. You know, oh, yeah. very typical. That yeah. I think is just so stupid. Yeah, I'm like just because you lived a long time doesn't mean you could be like, oh, I've seen that's everything. True. I don't care. That's like, right. Oh, you have to have some sense of decorum. Yeah. Like you could also be like, hey, I've been around the block several times. Yeah. When you're 22. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Like your first heartbreak burns a lot more than your fifth it one. It does. So, like uh, a lot. I get that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. it's a date, and guys. Seriously, it's just a date. <laughs> just, it's just, all of this to say is it's just a date. Like, yeah. you know what? At least you'll have a good story. Like, just block at least you'll have a good story <laughs> um and yeah oh my gosh absolutely it's uh, yeah they need uh, it, it, that's one more of the story for all the spiel is it's a date you don't have to get worried about that um and you can you can just be a doozy on the date but yeah at least go for one go for one yeah because you know the marriage thing is like 
man, take your time on that as much as possible. If you're not ready, man, that's that's like the Super Bowl right there, man. Like the date is like, you know, training camp. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But you know, there, there's another side of Gen Z where, like, I have I have three students who got married, and yeah. uh, the and 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 a, and a lot of Gen Zers in college, at least, they take a lot of pride in the fact that they are in a relationship. That's great. Um, and 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 that is again like from this from this angle of like they're 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 riding against the wave that is oh i am being monogamous at 24 which again yeah. is wonderful like great you're doing that but yeah. at the same time in my head i i needed my time to mature um so possibly have matured before that um but there is also that that camp in gen z that they they are committing and yeah. they are looking for they're looking to be safe with someone yeah because in this world where you're you always have to be on the defensive and like look out here you are with a person who's comfortable uh who who is in the same wavelength as you so they're they're ready to commit they don't have formal then they're not thinking yeah. oh my god like what is the next russian roulette on tinder going to show me like, <laughs> they know they know uh, enough from previous generations that yeah this is this is endless if you find a good one keep it yeah. to be honest with you Diane, like we we made a big deal out of gen z besides like opening up conversations and sensitivity toward a lot of these issues our core values about like relationships etc it's taking a lot of time to change from generation to generation so i wouldn't put like i wouldn't say that gen z has like completely revolutionized something that we didn't know before yeah it's really, I think, you know what, I think what's so interesting is the technology is such a big part of this conversation. That's true. It's, it feels like it's a huge part because you experience it kind of like without the internet. Mm -hmm. I definitely experienced life without the internet for a long time, like a mm -hmm. long time. Mm -hmm. And then when you bring this kind of beast into the equation, it mm. creates such a different that has been the huge difference mm. between the generation is the digital natives versus the people who didn't have it. Yeah. It is just such a huge ocean wide difference in availability oh, yeah. and access like we talked yeah. about before. Yeah, it's like for those of you who are younger listening to this, imagine this scenario. Mm -hmm. You see somebody you're attracted to them, right? You we still had anxiety, of course, you know, it's like but like you could actually look them up now and like kind of look up people. There was none of that. Yeah, you had to hope you ran and hope you <laughs> ran into them. It's called a game of hope. <laughs> it's the capital H, guys. Yeah, big H. <laughs> and then if you did see them next time, it's like, oh, I got to get the nerve to do this. Like, yeah. there was no like, let me check on them. Let me text them first. Let me do it. Yeah. There was none of that. It was like, oh, my yeah, gosh, listen, you're, you're OK. So let me give you a take off like what happened in the millennial generation. Like okay. when you're talking about this, this was this was me in seventh grade, like okay. derangement where I'm sure Gen Z is not going to be this way. Like I got the internet when I was in sixth grade and there's such a thing called Yahoo chat rooms. Yeah, I remember and that. Do you, do, does it make sense to you if I tell you ASL? Yeah, I, 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 had, I had the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I remember going to these chat rooms 
listen now you have like cute snapchat avatars but at least you know who's the person behind that avatar like right. now now we are converting real people into avatars knowing the real people back then right. we only <laughs> had the avatars and listen darian i i had cyber sex when i was in 6th grade i remember wow. that because i was like okay this person is like what are you doing right now i'm like oh okay all right, all right, all right. checking and i'm like oh my gosh i cannot believe i did that when i was in 6th grade yeah like everything was so new nobody knew we didn't come it didn't come with a manual you know what That's i'm saying right. like right now as as a generation xer or as a millennial we are parents to these gen zers some of them mm-hmm. so we have gone through the initial phase of the internet and now we can tell them what to do and what not to do yeah. my parents did not know shit about the internet right so there was nobody to parent us that oh don't go to these yahoo rooms and don't just start <laughs> having sex with somebody and like type it out we did that because we didn't know any better no but like we made such dumb mistakes and and we were and there was there was there was room for us to make these mistakes and recover yeah so in essence we were more open but gen z with like digital surveillance and this openness of conversation yeah. they are subconsciously very aware like just like we parent our parents on a lot of technology they are they are our parents in essence because they know yeah. exactly what's happening so so in a way they are they are more digitally mature i would say that's so true uh, i actually yeah. had a guest one time this is a long go- time ago whose daughter was saying she was embarrassed by her mom's behavior mm. online she's like well, you're just putting too much of your life out there and that's it's like right. the daughter is telling the mom that's right it's like and i was like whoa this is changing like this is changing a lot changing it's yeah. like wow the child's telling the parent like okay you're using this like you're in a candy shop and you're just eating everything and the child's like that's not how you do it like <laughs> but the consequences are big though for this type it's, of behavior you know this it's it's great and it's it's always the young ones who call you out okay yeah, i'm yeah. going to push it so the, yesterday i'm on tiktok as a lurker i don't produce content on tiktok mm-hmm. so like this older guy he's like 17 just is just for us to feel good about ourselves it's it does it never ends you know like this all young people <laughs> <laughs> schooling older people it never ends <laughs> so there's this 17 year old guy who's just like trying to have like big dick energy and he's like yeah, doing a tiktok yeah. and but his younger brother he's like 12 years old and he's like oh my god justin we know you're all that you're swimming in pussy like can we go now oh wow <laughs> And I'm like, this guy has no chill, no chill. Like the younger generation stays on shading you and it doesn't matter if you're yeah. 44, if you're, if you're 35, if you're 17, you're getting shaded by the generation yeah. who's coming after you because they're seeing the tomfoolery and the absolute yeah. ridiculousness that you're doing. It's embarrassing. It's just you embarrassing. See, you Stop. see somebody you know just putting all their business out like that and, you know, clearly just like self- indulgent behavior and yeah. they're like what are you doing like yeah. don't you know people see this <laughs> yeah yeah they're so apathetic toward everything like, yeah, like mm. yeah they're just they're just no yeah so you know hit me with some stats here i want to hear some stats before we wrap this up uh from uh your research that may be interesting to the listener about yeah. gen z hookup culture 
Well, Gen Z hookup culture is much less sensational than we than what we think it is. Like, uh, I mean, I'm going to completely date myself, and I say this that when my my idea of hookups, and this is what I have seen and portrayed in a lot of movies, and we see this in books as well, that hookup culture is akin to party culture, right? I mean, when you go to a college campus, you go to a party, you're 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 doing kegs, and then guys are just being nasty, they're grinding on yeah. girls, and then the girls are also being a little facetious, uh, sorry, being a little promiscuous, um, and you're having uh, sex and you're regretting it the next day. Uh, you've caught STIs, but you've not caught feelings. And, and that's the vibe. That's the vibe. It's not that. It's so, 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 so much more chill. Uh, and I'll, uh, more than hitting you with stats, let me hit you with some quotes um where for example this person who who met their hookup partner through a dating app like how did that how did that go yeah this will also tell you that they are doing something without knowing that they're doing something and i'll tell you uh, and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about so this fun person said uh, we met on Bumble. We decided to meet in person at a Starbucks. Afterwards, we went to a Mexican restaurant and he got his tacos. Afterwards, we went for a walk and he kissed me. We then decided to go see a movie. We made out during the movie. When the night was over, he dropped me off home and we kissed goodnight. This was when I told them, describe an instance when you hooked up with a person. This, this person went on a legit date, but they're considering this as a hookup. And another person, this is so chill. Like, look at this guy. Uh, we have been, we had been texting and Snapchatting every day. We set up a date a few days later in the week. We ended up meeting at a bar before the setup date and talked for a while with each other and friends. We decided to go back to my place where we proceeded in awesome sex. It's chill, man. Like, it doesn't have to be like this sensational. I'm getting yeah. drunk and like we are just like having sloppy sex. No, no, it can be <laughs> as as chill as like you're in your dorm room you're yeah. bored you hit up this person you come and chill you really do be netflix and chilling and you're keeping it casual in that you're not being too forward with your emotions or intentions but you're open to the fact that this could progress into something romantic and that's something that gen z really 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 enjoys that is right. being having friendships like for example one of yeah. my students she said that you know what like if it has to like come to hooking up i'd much rather hook up with somebody through a date than hooking up with a person who's a friend of a friend because if something doesn't work out with the hookup partner i'm going to lose my friend like yeah. think about that that's different like, that's yeah it's, it's they, they they love being a part of a community yeah they they love their friendships they they love their safe spaces um and and because sex is so accessible right now it's not a big deal for them yeah that's right it's there you know it's almost like our parents telling us about how hard it was for them to go to school. Like yeah. every day that I talk with my dad, I think <laughs> him going to the school like increases by five kilometers. Like now he has walked over 10,000 right. kilometers That's to right. go to a school. And we're like, okay. 
Like it's so accessible to us, we don't make a big yeah. deal out of it. Right. Um, and it's the same for them. Like they know that they can have sex. So they know that it's going to be acceptable. They know that they can be queer. Right. But they're in no rush to like redeem that coupon sure. of of uh becoming sexual beings they know that it's there for the taking um and they're taking their time to explore that well that's certainly not a bad thing I mean, it's I not like, a bad thing it's at not all. a bad thing at all it's certainly yeah. I, I made a lot of jokes but honestly that's it's it's a it's a good quality to yep. take your time in most yep. things in life yeah so yeah uh, dr aditi paul this has been a pleasure it has been oh, very pleasurable okay <laughs> <laughs> Awesome don't know how much you learned though but like we, no, okay. we have <laughs> it's learning it's learning's a it's yeah. a variable you know you learn different yeah. things i learn about you and your personality yeah. and, and oh, thank you. work and that is that's a that's an awesome thing so please tell everyone where they can connect with you your book and the whole deal yeah um please don't spend any money buying my book that's the first thing that i'm going to tell you um the my book is a research uh monologue of sorts it's priced at 95 dollars. as the author of the book i'll tell you i haven't produced knowledge that is worth 95 dollars. it is the academic publishers who hike up the price so high if you do want to support me please go to my Instagram. It's I am Aditi Paul. Please go to my LinkedIn. It's Dr. Aditi Paul. Uh, and I'm, I'm a noob in Twitter, but if you want to connect with me there, I'm there as well. And again, my uh, handle is I am Aditi Paul. Please reach out uh, and, and tell me if you're a Gen Z, tell me um, what, your, what your hookup culture looks like. And if you are a millennial and a Gen Xer and you have a hot take, on Gen Z, uh, let me know that too. Yeah, happy to happy to hear your thoughts always. Man, I am a, a DT Paul fan. Oh, thank you so much. I'm a Darian Parker fan, and I'm still holding you to the whole like skincare routine. Come on, man, spill okay. the beans. I'll tell you offline. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting. Thank you again. Yeah, it was such a you. such a pleasure to be here. You got it. All right, thank you so much. Until next time.